red button recording. And we're running. We are off we, and racing. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, episode four of the Barry Bullock Hour. Hello. It's um, Nick Barry to my right. Callum McDonald to the far right. Callum Google Keys. No, what's his name? Callum Keys McDonald. Callum Keys there on the, McDonald. On the Google. Yep. And a bit of an anomaly as it's 11.30 on a Sunday morning. Not traditionally a normal time to get the old microphone out and do yourself a podcast. No beers but, uh, in hand this time. No beers. We are reviewing water and it is delicious. <laughs> water is delicious. And we should also say that, uh, as always, Kieran Bullock is here I'm here us. yeah <laughs> <laughs> here in the Abbotsford studio but we morning. also have an addition as well which is fantastic all the way from Wellington New Zealand Mr. Billy Penfold in the house <laughs> wow <laughs> Bill. such enthusiasm Bill that's Bill crazy. who's been living 30 Bill well, has been mentioned numerous yeah. times in the podcast yeah. uh, already for your various exploits. Billy's talking about saying, oh, it's 11.30 in the morning. Obviously lacking a bit of enthusiasm at this time of morning, which is understandable. <laughs> but certainly wasn't lacking enthusiasm last night, Bill. So let's That's set the party. scene. Yes, yeah, so oh. I um, so <laughs> Boxing Day test, well, t- yesterday was the 28th, third day of the test. Yep. Big Dog sneaks in in his collared shirt grabs Bill at about two o'clock in the day halfway through the cricket plucks him off to a barbecue which I thought was controversial in itself that you leave the cricket to go to a barbecue wow. but uh, leave I, you boys had, to, to I, sell, I, the so- sell the story yeah I had to uh, I, I had obligations to attend to um, at a very particular time <laughs> at a very particular time of 4pm very specific uh, my girlfriend Sarah, her best friend, Clementine. Well, why her. don't you give us the address, Big Dog? <laughs> <laughs> Billy Penfold, showing his intimate exactly. knowledge of previous podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Billy's done his homework. He's it dead. was in, it was in Karam. <laughs> and I think the name was. Big Dog, you can't give out other people's <laughs> no. addresses. It was a nautical name. And no, of course, it was a nautical name. It's by the ocean. But that's all I remember. And there was a big dog and a little dog <laughs> Probably there. Probably for the And I'm not referring to me either. there was a bigger dog. <laughs> anyway, so we were Bill's there. not a little dog. No. <laughs> it was equally as big no, a dog. but there was actually a couple of dogs. It, proper, were, a proper... Actual dogs. Proper was, hounds were there. It was a dog that was smaller than my cat. <laughs> Fangboner is the name of Bill's cat. Fangboner. Fangboner is not a large cat. Who no, I'm sure will no. be listening in as soon as this gets up. Oh, Fanger Pod, loves the podcast. Mate. On Podbean, yeah. are we on now? We're on Podbean yeah. and, of course, iTunes. Links on the Elwood Social Cup Facebook page. But anyway, onwards with the barbecue story. So anyway, so yeah, we had a four o'clock uh, barbecue to attend and Billy gave an indication that that sounded like it could be not a bad way to spend the evening. <laughs> so we Down went. in... <laughs> Karim. Anyway. Somewhere on the Frankston line. <laughs> anyway, um, so we, we, yeah, so we had this barbecue and, uh, sorry, I, Kieran keeps pointing at the microphone. Because you're because watching go, the bloody cricket, mate. Stop I'm watching sorry. the cricket. Stop anyway. watching the, it's ads. 
It's ads. It's an ad for Gatorade. <laughs> don't need to watch the ad well, for Gatorade. Well, maybe I like okay. Gatorade ads. Do you know who loves Gatorade? Bill. Keep going with the story. Oh, I hope, KB, you sound, you sound surprised that Nick's getting distracted visually. He is easily distracted. <laughs> yeah. Can we can we get rid of the cricket? Oh, we know what's going to happen. Controversial. No. We know can what's going to happen. Cricket? Australia are one for 80 and they're going to win. Yeah, hey, they haven't got much to Two words. Hobartis. <laughs> <laughs> England don't have the firepower of Tim Southey and Doug Bracewell. <laughs> anyway, look, going back to this party. So we got there. Uh, we stopped via the old uh, supermarket to get snacks, supplies, liquor. few bivvies. <laughs> I think we need to pause on the topic of the bivvies for a moment. Oh, Big yeah. Un- so unsurprising that Bill wants to stop and talk about the beer so we, that was chosen. So well, well, I managed to find a six-pack that looked like it had a reasonable amount of hops in it. <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. Big Dog... On the Cascade Lights. Oh, well, in my in my defence, I was the sober Bob of a set. Well, I wasn't sober, but you know, I was the I was the driver. Designated so, Dave. Designated Dave. So I was on the Cascade Lights tagline of some drink it because they're responsible. <laughs> some just like the taste, <laughs> and we know which one you are. <laughs> You I was the right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just about to say some drink it because they're responsible like me. But yeah, no, you drink one of those, it's pretty bad. Are you they drink, not well, good? Are well, they? I'd, I'd like well, to challenge the brewery to find multiple people who aren't employees of Cascade or any of their subsidiaries. <laughs> Who drink Cascade Lights because they love the taste. Well, Callum's, Callum's from Tasmania. Like you must have some hookups. I'd like to that one, Bill. Uh, to be honest with you, mate, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of excellent taste. There's, there's, not, there's nothing much out there, man, mm. for, for, light, for your light beers. But this is comparing it to the whole beer spectrum. It's interesting to note that last night, Billy has posed the challenge that he could make a better light beer. Oh, Bill! Oh, did I you? Did, I did say that. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. I, I like it. That. Bill, You're... how would you go about make brewing a light beer? Because you, you homebrew. Yeah. Is there is there um is there particular things you'd have to do to get a to get a light beer? Cause yes, how do you do it? That's a really good question. Less, but surely that would mean you'd have to put in less in the first place. Yeah. Basically, you put in less malt to start with, right? And probably no sugar. Doesn't that mean that the gonna, Doesn't that mean that you've got yeah. less chance for sort of uh, those rich, full strength, type full food. body f- flavors? Yeah. Or are there ways around that, mate? There aren't ways around that to make it under three percent, mm. which is what we agreed to. I'll just, maybe I'll find some. Some quite heavily bodied specialty malts, and just use a lot of those. What I reckon use a lot of hops. It's going to be a challenge. I reckon you should start with a mid strength first. See how you perform. Ah! Ready. 
<laughs> and then we should drink him at the cricket. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's not forget a very important point here, boys. That if Bill does take up this challenge, and now that we're broadcasting it on our podcast, he probably has to do it. Now. <laughs> Just going to put that out there, Bill. Um, it <laughs> is pretty keeping much in mind, right Big Dog, that if he does take up the challenge, he's going to end up with how many how many liters as a, as a regular homebrew batch, Bill? Twenty-two. So he's going to end up with twenty-two liters of light beer. So doing a mid-strength first as a bit of a tester, you're going to end up with forty-four liters of beer. That's going to get you moderately happy. (laughs) I think. I think Bill might be better served going straight to the light. It'll it'll be twenty-two liters of liquid. But I think what I could do is have a party one evening. Where everybody drives to my house. You go that one step further, and you could make it a shandy party. No, oh, a jolly shandy, Ooh. maybe a jolly shandy party. A jolly shandy. Yeah. Why not make it one point three percent? Speaking of turps, though, no. Billy grabbed himself a six pack of pretty good looking beer. What was it, Bill? It was. Four Pines Pale Ale. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. He ummed and ahed about it, it for drinkable. a bit at the fridge. But then he picked it up. To be fair, Bill was going to um and ah at the beer fridge regardless of <laughs> Bill is an umming and ahing sort of guy, especially when it comes to beer. Yeah. Out of yeah. ten, what would you rate the Four Pines? Oh, five. No! Oh! Oh! <laughs> God, imagine him in the backyard box critique the other night. Maybe a six, five five to a six. Bill Bill wouldn't have rated anything past a one in the backyard box. Imagine getting him on the dry top. Have you ever given out a nine to a beer, Bill? Yep. What what, what beer? What about some of the um, eight wide beers? Yep. What about the supercharger? Oh, yeah. Was it the superconductor? The the last superconductor... It's pretty good. I'm not what about sure. That it's what about the zombie? The zombie. Hop zombie. One? Hop zombie's the, the, great. The, 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 the blend. Hop zombie. Do you remember the blend? There's a hop zombie blend. Ah, the eye of the zombie. The eye of the zombie. Oh, the eye of the zombie. That was more of a novelty. Oh, <laughs> oh he's had a dirty swipe. He the, did have a dirty swipe. Sorry, oh, I'm no, still looking a little bit at the cricket. The last yeah. beer I gave it, I probably would have given it a nine and a half. Whoa. What Have you ever given a 10 then, Bill? No. You wouldn't give a 10. I've never given a 10. You can't give a 10. Would you ever? I don't think you can. Oh, well, there's a... nowhere to go once you do that. No. no. I'd just stop drinking beer if I gave out a 10. Wow. <laughs> I, I like to think there's the perfect beer out there that I'll never get to try. It. <laughs> you wouldn't want to stop drinking beer, would you, Bill? Well, if I discovered a perfect 10... you just you drink that the whole time. Or you just, drink, well, you just that drink that from then on. What if it cost $70 a litre, Bill? Wow. I'd probably try to make it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do want to try and focus on making these lights and mid-strengths and see uh, see how they go. I'm still, yep. I'm still, I'm still curious because you still haven't mentioned the nine because, and a half. You haven't told us mm, what the nine oh, and a half it was. It was an eight-wide beer. It, wasn't eight it wide. was the eight-wide... Fresh hop wired, which is where. Oh my, yeah, that's good. Most that good. most beers on tap as well. On most beers will use these hop pellets, which are basically they they can like because the hops flower, they condense all the flowers. These little pellet things, you've seen them. You've yeah, done yeah, a brew yeah. with me, and then you store them in an airtight thing, yes, yeah. which preserves them. You can also use just fresh hop flowers and just whack them in there 
but you need to use them within about two weeks mm. and all the hops are ready just in one go what happens the season you, once a year what happens if you don't use them in the two weeks they just all, the, all then they, they yeah, flowers they die they, all, they die oh I see yeah. you said the four pines was no good four pines you said you gave it was it, okay it was okay well I, I give a lot of beers under five yeah right so five is not it's a pass mark bad result yeah and can I ask as well, there was some punch there, which I didn't get to try Ooh, at yeah. the barbecue. Oh, yeah, let's get to the good stuff. How so was... I heard you were out of control. <laughs> <laughs> punch was pretty tasty. Mm-hmm. I had a few of them. I bet yeah. you did. Out, out of ten to... for a punch, Bill, what would you give the punch? Oh, with flaming bilios as your benchmark. That's right. I'd give it about flaming a seven. seven. Ooh, so Oss is a ten out of ten. Yeah. It's the holy grail of punch. To call it a punch, really, is a disgrace. It's a cocktail in a bucket, the Flaming Billy Oz. <laughs> yeah. To call it a punch, you know, infers that you've just chucked a whole bunch of stuff in and it tastes pretty good, whereas the Flaming Billy Oz is a carefully formulated <laughs> <laughs> Recipe handed down through the years. On an Antarctic centred notepad um, from, from, in my from drawer. Sa- from from, uh, from uh, father to son. Recipe handed down, then forgotten every time I <laughs> <laughs> the flaming bilios um, just to, to get everyone up to speed was a um, we me and Bill and a few other guys and gals um, briefly indulged in a social netball team indoor netball and for whatever reason we thought it was a, well I didn't someone else did it we had a fundraiser to, to cover subs and fees and stuff and then at the end of the season we ended up with money left over we sort of went what are we going to do with this money there was a bar in Christchurch that did pre-mixed spirits on tap. So you Red could Jacks. go to Red Jacks and buy yourself a pint of bourbon and coke. Whoa. <laughs> or 8% tequila and lime. Which was still, to this day, arguably one of the greatest beverages I've ever bought in a bar. Tequila and lime. And so we kind of joked around, what if we took a bucket to Red Jacks and just said, <laughs> fill it up until we get to $80 Jesus. And then that kind of, that idea evolved into what if we bought a whole bunch of spirits and a whole bunch of buckets and had a bucket party at my house, and that is where the Flaming Bilios was born. Um, a delicious concoction of vodka, ginger ale, tropical juice, or pineapple juice, or whatever. And, um, Sounds like my and secret ingredients. Oh. Sounds like my why not bucket experience. Your what? My why not bucket. What's a why not bucket experience? That was in Thailand when I owned the why not buckets and I kept... Oh yes, this is a cracking story. Yes, we must hear the story. This so, is a great story. In Thailand, <laughs> the bucket, not the most memorable part of the story. Oh which is well, why it took me a few seconds to twig there. No, well, basically, that is the actual crux of the story. It's the genesis because of your night. I was traveling through Vietnam two years ago, and uh, we pulled into a place called Nha Trang, which is about middle of the way, or maybe a little bit further south, the middle of the way down Vietnam. Um, and it was nice and hot there, beautiful beach kind of town. And uh, we, yeah, had a, had a big day doing all the walking around and going to the beach and whatever you do. And then we went to this place, which it's famous for. It's run by a bunch of Americans called the Why Not Bar. Now, it's got a signature of like the Riddler's question mark yep. at the front. Mm. Why not? <laughs> anyway... It's famous, this bar, for 
having two types of drinks, the why not bucket and the coconut bucket. <laughs> now the why not bucket is essentially just like a beaker, you know, like a science beaker. Yeah. Yeah. Filled full of spirits. Yeah, big and put into a cocktail of some description. I don't know what cocktail it was, but it was lethal and it was deadly. Now, how, how big is this beaker? Yeah, how big is this? Well, can you remember like doing basic <coughs> science sort of stuff? It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different sized beakers. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Oh, it's probably... Bigger than a pint? 500 mils or whatever. What? So, a pint. 500 mils of Roughly. spirits. Yeah. Anyway, that's not even the big one. <laughs> yeah, a pint of spirits is going to be lethal. cocktail. <laughs> anyway, they have another one which is even bigger called the coconut bucket, which is literally a coconut that has been, like, bored out, so it's completely hollow yeah. and just full of booze. <laughs> I'm just going to point out that I'm a little offended that neither of these are actual buckets. But anyway, continue. Yeah, wow. Why not, guys? Why not? Sort your shit out. Maybe that's the whole mystery. Oh, it's a crap mystery. Anyway. (laughs) This is not Enid Blyton. No, that's true. So I got on the Terps. (laughs) To put it bluntly. Five five go to Thailand. Yeah. Had some some dinner with some friends there and uh, had a few beers to start with. And then we decided we'd try one of these why not buckets, which is the little mm. glass jar type thing. Smashed one of those. That was pretty tasty. Yeah. Maybe even smashed a second one. I can't remember. <laughs> but what I do remember is that we upgraded to the coconut bucket. <laughs> and I'm not talking like sharing a bucket. And I also want to point out we were not the only ones to do that. No. This place was selling a lot of coconut buckets. Why else would you go to this venue by the sound of it? Yeah, it's a place to get wasted, basically. What I remember was we were up the back end of the bar playing pool, and all of a sudden, all the why not combination had just come to a cataclysmic event in my stomach. (laughs) (laughs) And there was only one place for it to go. <laughs> and that was to go straight out again. Oh, <laughs> reverse so, gears. Reverse gears. It was basically like I was still drinking, but it was like my stomach was saying, Don't take another drop. <laughs> just don't drink anymore. <laughs> Which I didn't listen, I just kept going. <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm at behind the pool table and I go. <laughs> Onto the pool table. No. Oh, I do a yak at the back of the corner of the pool table kind of thing. Then I go, oh my God. Everyone's looking around going like, what just happened? Oh, big dogs just, big dogs just exploded. So I had to make a decision. This is when this is when you switch on. You know, you really <laughs> yeah. have to like you have to get your A game on, and you have to try and stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> I love that you thought there was a possibility that you could stay stay classy. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, I tried to do a Ron Burgundy and stay classy, and uh, I noticed there was a door just to the left ish of the pool table. Um, 
And I thought, oh, this is the easiest way to get out of this bar room area. Mm. So I made a V-line for that, opened the door. But by the time I got to the door and opened it, I could feel another explosion coming on. So I opened the door in a hurry. And as soon as I opened the door, I just went... (laughs) Again. (laughs) But what made it worse... Was it was obviously like a smoking area outside. <laughs> there was some poor girl. Imagine some poor girl just standing by herself, probably having a quiet smoke Cheeky on the other side of the door. Then the door gets flung open, and some guy just used right in the face. She screamed out, terrified. I slammed the door back shut and started making a V line to go back out and get and make an exit some other way. Had to get to the front of... I had to get out of this place now. So I started making a massive move towards the front of the street. Now, to go there, I had to go back through the bar, which I got through successfully, and back out onto basically where the restaurant area was, which was outside towards the street in on like a patio type yep. thing. Mm. And as soon as I hit the fresh air of the patio... And oh. people... The people were still dining and stuff. Like people were swimming oh, food. Top. I went <laughs> again, <laughs> and this little waiter guy came out of nowhere like a ninja and basically just kicked me out onto the street where there was about three tuk tuk guys waiting. They all went, "Get in, get in, get in," and I went. <laughs> Tuck, tuck. And so, <laughs> meanwhile, people have been put off their meals left, right, and center. And I didn't even jump in a tuck, tuck because I was like, it's all good. I'm only five minutes walk down the road. Which, actually, I was. So, the next day... So, you spewed on a tuk-tuk and didn't spewed. even pay the guy. I spewed at the, like, on, like, at the street oh, at yeah, the tuk-tuk. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. So, you, you could have just stayed in the corner and had four chucks <laughs> in the corner of the room. But instead... I didn't take that seed. You just everything. <laughs> the dog needed to spread the seed. Oh, <laughs> it's all over the place. So, the next day, oh. I woke up. And we had booked a <laughs> boat trip out, oh! out on the bay, out past the oh, train. No. And uh, it was a stinking hot day. And obviously, I was pretty unwell. <laughs> <laughs> By lunchtime, out on the boat, I was seasick, hungover, and just generally not in a good state. <laughs> At which point... They decided it was time for us to go swimming and drinking at the same time. <laughs> this is literally what their bar was. There was there wasn't really a bar on the boat per se. There might have been, I can't remember. But what was encouraged was that we all go for a swim and a little Vietnamese guy in a rubber tire would be floating around with a bottle of red wine. <laughs> You'd have a plastic cup in your hand as you're swimming around and he'd top you up with red wine <laughs> as you're paddling around in the in the bay. I can't think of anything worse to drink than a Why bit of red swimming. Yeah, than a bit of red <laughs> wine. 
Anyway, the, the, the waves were coming in and, like, the salt water was mixing with the red wine Ugh. in the cup and people were still drinking anyway. We got back off the boat and it was about five o'clock and we were all starving. So where did we decide to go? Why not, bar? Why not go oh, back? Oh, <laughs> Getting back on it. You don't, don't get to go back to a bar after you've spewed three times. Callum, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. And I was very, very, very sheepish about going back there. But it was decided that's where we were going. So I thought, well, when in Rome... <laughs> Or when in Vietnam, I'll do as the Vietnamese do. Yeah, if you did that in Rome, you'd probably be deported from Europe. (laughs) So we got back there, and uh, I decided, well, I'll have to get something. (laughs) Did you say, why not? (laughs) So I went to the bar. Oh, you did not get another bucket. What happened first, right? I got to the bar, and the guy behind the bar came up to me and goes... Yo! <laughs> and he pointed at me. He walked over. Then he slapped me in the face. <laughs> I kid you not. Oh, man. He gave me the Rick James five-fingered slap and goes, You were a very bad boy last night. And I said, I know. And then he said, You want another one up, Bucket? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, <laughs> Yep. <laughs> And he said, okay. Oh, big dog. And away we went again. But, uh, yeah. To be fair, if you'd pulled that sort of behaviour here, you'd probably be um, taken home in the back of a divvy van. Or, or a yes. dimmy van. Or a dimmy van. Or a dimmy van. It just reminded me of... Um, dinner. It just yeah. reminded me of... Um, <laughs> you definitely spent some time in the drunk tank. In addition tank. to your criminal record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going home uh, in the back of a divvy van. You're going home in the back of a dimmy van. <laughs> Just reminded me of um, the first episode of the podcast where we pulled up the fact that you've been saying dimmy van. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just in a dimmy van. I, I think I might have picked up another little idiosyncratic moment of you, Big Dog. Were you saying V-line? Or when you said you were making a... Might have said V-line. Because... <laughs> It's meant to be beeline. It is beeline. I just amuse that you you take public transport to go to the bar. Hey, <laughs> in my defence, in my defence, the regional train network that runs in Victoria, it this is fine true. state Pretty that good. we actually live in, is called V-Line. It's a good network. If you're so in a hurry, right if option. you're in a hurry to get somewhere in the country of Victoria, making a V-Line. Probably the right option. Yeah. yeah. And we're not sponsored by V-Line either. So no. no but we're not. We're just saying. We're not sponsored by anyone. But that, we don't, that, don't, that, that right. don't, don't let that we're deter open. you. We are, we are able to be bought. Much like Stephen Colbert, we encourage all and any commercial sponsors. Absolutely. Nice. You want to pay us, um, you know, what it, I just should also point out that the, um, Callum... And, and myself and Bill um, during that story were that all, would be Callum, Bill and I oh yes if I've been grammatically we're all eating um, um, Red Rock Deli dips and um, some crackers yeah, whose some packet valley, has gone Valley Produce some Valley Produce yeah a Valley, valley Produce company low fat that even dip is delicious delicious well. even and I'm not pointing that out because we want to get sponsorship from them although that would be nice oh, yeah. mostly because I realised that it was probably quite loud yeah. And people probably heard it. Yeah, we're also eating a chocolate as well. Chocolate's a dip. Chocolate anyway, was quiet. Just as we were crunching those crackers Billy, with the delicious Red Rock Jelly dip. dip. 
um, realise it might have been quite nice. Nice. Well, I, I had to say no to the chocolate. Did you? Big Dog might remember why from last night. Yes, let's let's tag back into oh. that. I want to know whether what happened. Well, oh, well, it seems like you had a great time. Well, Billy was just, just Billy was just in fine form. And um, he always is. I was making some friends. <laughs> Did you make friends with the little dog though? Because oh no, there was the big dog that liked your steak though, wasn't it? Yeah, he he suckered me in, yeah. thinking we were friends. Yeah. <laughs> led him a bit closer. Soon as I looked away, he took kangaroo steak straight off my plate. <laughs> that dog, unbelievably uh. quick. That dog was definitely keen on the barbecue. Whatever's left on that barbecue plate. And the barbecue had literally just been turned off. I don't know how it didn't scold itself. A lot of moisture on those tongues. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah, I think we'd all agree with that. should point out that Billy Penfold is not a vet. No. (laughs) At this point. I'm not a vet, but I have... Put down a few animals in the time. There was a vet. <laughs> there, <laughs> I see we're talking about like eating meat. There was a vet there last night. Was no, that like we're at, at our house? We have. I'll tell you a story. Yeah, here oh, we go. You won't have heard this one. Strap before. yourselves in. So Fangboner, oh, the cat. We as cat. soon as we, he's a bit of a jungle cat. He's a great. He cat. loves roaming around outside. He's a, a proper panther. And as soon as we started letting him out, he started bringing in the odd insect. Oh, this guy's going to be a hunter. Brings in his first mouse. And he's doing the classic mouse game that cats do, which is you bring it into the living room in your mouth, you drop it, you wait for it to run away, then you catch (laughs) it in your mouth again. You might call that game a little bit of... Cat and mouse. You could. You might say that. Well, it was really just cat, because the cat was dominating it. <laughs> I think that is the, the purpose of a cat and mouse game. If, if the mouse cottons on and says, hey, I know what you're doing here, I'm not going to run away, then the cat just gives it a couple of, <laughs> couple of clips around the air just yeah. to get it moving again, and then it takes off and back, <laughs> back in the mouth. So... Fangboner was playing this game, if you call it that, with this mouse, and it was it was pretty horrific. So my flatmates not ones to uh, go toe to toe with a mouse or a rat or a bird or any any animal like that. So started, I joined in the game, really. <laughs> I was crawling around the living room <laughs> trying to catch this mouse before Fangboy <laughs> caught it. So when he dropped it, I was trying to pin down its tail so then I could... Well, I hadn't actually thought that far ahead. <laughs> I was going to kill it because it was half dead. So eventually, like it, it took quite a few goes but eventually got the mouse before he put it back in his mouth and had it pinned down by the tail. But now I was in the middle of the living room. I was thinking, how am I going to do this? Mm. The only thing within arm's reach was a kitchen wooden spoon. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I I heard this is getting quite dark. I heard <laughs> I heard from a friend from Indonesia that and they have big rats in Indonesia. I rats bigger do. than your cats. Yeah. Rats bigger than your cats. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> Big dog. Enjoying a bit of poetry there. Yeah. If you whack them in the nose, because they've got quite a jutty out nose, apparently that that just kills them. Mm. It's, it's the most humane way of killing them. Right. So this wooden spoon, you know, it's an adult mouse. It's, but it's okay. still quite small. So I gave it a gave it a clip on the nose and it just sort of looked a bit startled and then tried even harder to run away from me. It just wasn't happening. So then I pulled another manoeuvre with the wooden spoon and let's just say that spoon now has the the (laughs) name mouse killing spoon along <laughs> the side of it Whoa. with three notches scratched Whoa. in oh, Bill mm. Banger. So Bill, a primal a cat. humane man yeah. a humane man to all the animal lovers out there <laughs> hello Bill have you, have you found that it's become have you, have you, have you, have you got better at, the, at, at killing the mice because surely, I mean, surely you want to get better at it so that you put the mouse out of its mm. misery Quick, well, I, right? well, I don't. I've gotten a little better at getting them off Fangboner. I just don't understand just why you didn't let Fangboner do what he does best as a cat, and that's because he didn't want to kill it. He just wanted to torture it for hours. Well, he's <laughs> called Fangboner. What else do you expect him to do? Bill's trying to give the mouse a more ingratious uh, end mm. than Fangboner would have done. No, I think Fangboner would have been probably more. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Big dog losing his train of thought there. Well, <laughs> I was mental feline. I was going to say. Rails. No, no. I was just let that sentence go. You just started it. Went, ah, fuck the sentence. I'm done with it. No, I was going to say maybe Fangboner would have been more humane about the way of. I don't think so. Though. You don't no. think so? I don't think that's. Cats are not humane animals. No. Yeah. They're hunters. That's yeah. the way it is. They are hunters. Cats Ooh, are quite uh, cats are quite aggressive. In fact, um, oh, yeah. in New Zealand earlier in the year, Gareth Morgan. Um mm. there was a what is he? He's a businessman tycoon he, nutbag. Yeah. Really? He he's suggested the dad of the guy who made trade me, which is probably yeah. what he's most famous for. But the, he's an oh. economist. He's famous for having a, a, a big ears and a disgraceful moustache. <laughs> right. He he. Oh. Um, yeah, have a look at him. That is a that is a mo and a half. Yeah, dirty moustache. He um he suggested earlier in the year um banning domestic cats in New Zealand. He said ban them because they're killing wildlife. He didn't say keep them inside. He said ban them. He didn't say ban them in areas where there are lots of native birds. He said ban them. Straight off the bat. Now, Gareth Morgan, um, well, there he is there. We'll, we'll put up a picture of him. He's a weird-looking oh, dude. There's a, there's a picture here where they've substituted his moustache... For a cat. For a cat. <laughs> <laughs> we should explain the reason why he looks weird is because he's silver on top, but then he's got this big... Ginger. Bushy ginger moustache. Yeah, and he's also, got, he's also got big ears. And the fact he's got a tightly cropped haircut doesn't help 
the protrusion of the ears. Ginger Ninja. Ginger Ninja. And Cat Warrior. Anti-Cat Warrior. <laughs> Anti-Cat Warrior. He's also, um, he's also one of the backers of the Wellington Phoenix football team, mm. which oh. you boys all went to the game two nights oh. ago. Wellington Phoenix versus the Wellington well, Arthur football. Melbourne Heart. Oh. The, a New Zealand soccer team, because the a, uh, it used to be the NSL, now it's the A-League. A New Zealand team, New Zealand-based team, hadn't won in Victoria for a decade. Wow. That includes the old, whatever they call the, the, the Auckland Kings, the, Auckland the New Zealand Nines. The Auckland Kings. But um, they got up 1 0. Tell, tell, the, tell the boys about your experience. Well, uh, and maybe a pertinent chant and the, uh, <laughs> the effect that it's had on one man's career. It was, it was nil all until 70 minutes. And both sides muffed a whole host oh, yeah, of chances. Oh, should, as have been, you'd expect should have been about 3 all. For a bottom of the table battle, and then uh, my favourite Stein Heisegems slots in a goal on seventy minutes, yes, and the away great. supporters bay go apeshit. All thirty-three. I of them. counter that and say the away supporters were going apeshit before all that. So <laughs> they went even more apeshit, oh. and their claims. Of John Aloisi being sacked in the morning were finally coming to fruition. <laughs> there were so many chants that were offensive there. It was just unbelievable. One of the chants was Do you want to do the chant, Bill, just for the, the listeners? Sacked in, in the morning. morning. You're getting sacked, sacked in, in the morning. morning. Sacked in the morning. And, You're um, getting sacked in the morning. <laughs> what about the. Sacked in the morning. <laughs> What about the nice little chant they say to the uh, substitute fellas who are warming up just across the barrier from us? You're on the bench. You must be shit. You're on the bench. You must be shit. And then, of course, there was Harry Kuhl playing for The Heart, a team which I've decided I'm pledging to support The Heart from now on. Rookie mistake. They need some sponsorship and some support. Anyway, so I John, remember the chant for Harry yeah. Kuehl was Harry give it up, give yeah. it up Harry give it up Na 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 Harry give it up, give it up <laughs> <laughs> He probably should, to be fair well, He he's, did nothing He's been useless he did well, he's, been injured. he's been injured all season He picked up an appearance fee and that was about it So John Aloisi was, was not sacked in the morning He was actually sacked yesterday afternoon Um so there we go. Was he? Yeah, he's been sacked. He has been sacked. Oh. That's why I brought it up. He is. Yeah. Wow. The chant went up, and he was sacked yesterday afternoon. Now uh, what? They talked about it in the morning, the board, mm. and then they they sacked him in the afternoon. Oh. They're so going to announce it today. Who's his replacement? Um, well, there's a couple of people. One of them's the assistant coach, and one of them's some other coach that hasn't got a team. Yeah, right. Who cares? Let's be honest. Well, you do. Well, I can now. now. You, you can now. Yeah, the mm. team. Mm. Yeah. So that was actually good. I'd never been to the A League before. And I enjoyed it. Uh, it's actually not bad. I'm not a big fan of soccer myself, but having worked at the, a lot of A-League games, the atmosphere is quite good. Mm. And the victory, at least, the heart, not so much, but the victory get a pretty good crowd. And the other the teams that play in Amy Park are, of course, the Storm, who get very good crowds, and the Rebels, who get 15 people. <laughs> for the Rebels. Super Rugby. Um, Rebels. The Rebels, the only team in the Super Rugby where the... Um, Opposition support probably outnumbers the home support. They do not get good crowds, and that's because they're shit house, mm. and will continue to be shit house probably for a while. Yeah, 
They had the ex Wallabies coach though, the Melbourne Reynolds. They got, did, but they yeah. only had him for. They only signed him McQueen. for a thing. Rod McQueen. Yeah, they signed him for one year. What's the point of that? Well, what can you do in one year? Maybe that's all he wanted. They gave John Aloisi two years and went, well, you've had two years. Mm. You're still shit. <laughs> mm. 17, 17, um, 17 games without a win, John Aloisi. <laughs> so, it's uh, a fine record. You're gone, Kep, son. Capped off with a home loss to the second last yeah. place team. A team that hasn't won in Melbourne for a decade. Wow. For a decade. That's rough. John Aloisi, gone, gone. Jerry, see you, see you. You're out <laughs> see of here. you, see you. <laughs> As Rabs would say, we oh, always have a reference to Rabs Warren, the greatest man to ever live. We were talking about <laughs> the greatest man. We were talking about great commentators earlier um, of various sports, and uh, mm. Callum wanted to have a uh, a moment's silence, which I think is a bit extreme, but maybe a quick nod of respect would be more appropriate because he's not dead. He's just retired. Yeah. You have a moment's silence for people that have dead. Um, Kerry O'Keefe, um, ah. the great ABC grandstand the radio commentator, himself, is, um, is apparently... What's, when's he retiring, Callum? At the end of the series? Yeah, or, the series. or is he pulling a swanny and going, that's it, <laughs> I'm done, what's I'm gonna, out. Is he going to do some coaching or something? I think he actually has done a bit of coaching in the has past. He? Oh, well, he's a, at a junior level, smart I mean, cricketing man. Oh, he was a good cricketer. Who are your so, favourite commentators, boys? I uh, I love myself a bit of Bumble. Obviously, I love a bit of Agnew. Did you um, hear Brian Waddle, the great New Zealand? Did you hear Bumble talking about having a beer at the Standard in Fitzroy? No. When a horse walked in, what? <laughs> he was talking with slats about this <laughs> and said, "I love Bumble." Here I was on Christmas Day. I can't do his voice. He'll have to do it. But well, I don't know the story. But anyway, he reckons he was Translate. having a beer at the Standard and a horse got led into the bar. <laughs> and what was he doing at the Standard on Christmas Day? I'm not sure. He's just having a beer. Yeah, but... Oh, okay. It's an odd place, but good on him. And then he turned around... Then they couldn't turn the horse around to leave after it had had its drink. Yeah, you can't back a horse out. So No, they did. They had to back what? It, They had to push it back out. I thought that was close to impossible. And then he also made the outrageous claim that there was another horse tied up outside the standard. Bumble. This was all from day one of the oh, test. Right. It, it seems like the sort of guy that strange things just kind of follow him around. Yeah. Oh, he's a man, magnet for the unorthodox. The, <laughs> magnet for the unorthodox. That's not a bad moniker, Bill. <laughs> Probably applies for, for, for actually both of you, I would say. <laughs> Nick Barry and Billy Penfold. Magnets for the unorthodox. <laughs> magnets for the unorthodox. <laughs> so so when you put us together... It's a super oh, magnet. Monty Panasar has just been tossed. If I get hit by a bus or die in a plane crash and you two want to continue the podcast, I would suggest that that's what you call well, it. That would be your dying wish, would it? Yeah, it would. Yeah. <laughs> that you two that's continue lovely. the podcast, but you change the name to Nick Barry and Billy Penfold, Magnets for the Unorthodox. That's what I want to hear. I want the to be, Barry and Billy Osser. I want to be able to tune that into that up in heaven, or hell, let's be honest, it's a 50-50 coin flip at this point. Mm. Um, turn on the radio and listen to the Magnets of the Unorthodox podcast. <laughs> I, I want to talk about something that's a bit unorthodox. No, no of actually. course you do. Of course you do. So, Just for a change. No. <laughs> we might not mention this, but we're actually filming at uh, Kieran's place again. Where We, we are filming for our uh, for our viewers. No, I mean, <laughs> filming live. Filming live for our viewers at home. We're, we're recording. recording sorry. We're recording not for filming. our listeners to listen to later. Yes. We're recording live. Yes. 
For, for them. Yeah. You but want, you but want to paint it's a not picture. live, live. Yes, I get Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yes, we're back. It seems to be a concept you're struggling with, but yeah, you're getting okay. there. There's a lot of concepts I struggle with. Four anyway. podcasts and these... Something I do struggle with as a concept is how... Like, uh, in Kieran's house here, there is a whole bunch of globes. That is true. And I had a look at the globe, and the people who make these globes can't even get the names of the cities right. There's a lot of cities in the world, but I see, I see your point. Mm. We've got Adelaide... A city of a million people. Not a small place. Home of West End Draft. And Adelaide City. Yeah. Arch, traditional arch rivals of Melbourne Victory. Anyway. The Reds. The Reds. Yeah. Billy, can you just read out how they've spelt or just pronounce it? Yep. It's spelt delayed. Because when you feel when you spend time in Adelaide, you feel like I've, your life's been delayed. I've heard of Australia referred to as Australia. Oh, that's quite I, common. I've yeah. never heard of Shame Adelaide. We should all be ashamed of that, delayed. but that is actually quite common. We completely dropped. Whereas they've spelt Dunedin correctly. <laughs> this is an inflatable globe that doesn't look like it's had the highest level of craftsmanship. It's still a globe. It's still meant to be yeah, a learning reference. Probably cost twenty five cents to make. Well, it's, it's outrageous, is what it is. Big dog offended then, on behalf of the people. But then of here's the thing. So there's that. There's that globe. And then there's also another three... Well, it's about five globes in this house. There's also one it's of the moon. pretty weird, but there's anyway. There's a moon globe. I checked out the next one, and it's got names incorrect on it too. Lift your game, globe makers of the world. Get it together. Big Dog sending out the word to globe makers of the world. Get your shit in order. Get your act together. Sort it out. simply just not up not, to scratch. Not. Not uh, mm-hmm. not playing the game, probably. All I'm saying is I'm glad that Captain Cook and Magellan and Columbus didn't use these map makers. Well, no, they they made the maps. They, they you know, <laughs> they weren't... When, when Chris Columbus decided to go searching for the new world, he didn't pull out a $2 inflatable globe and go, North America, that looks like fun. Yes, that is true. I'll yeah. give her that. Yes. Big Dog, not a cartographer. <laughs> <laughs> Big Dog claims he's not a lunatic in the first minutes of the first podcast. Now you know who so is sure. a cartographer? The guy from Arrested Development. The crazy, <laughs> the crazy son. Really? Yeah. Isn't that all of the sons in Arrested Development? Yeah. Not Job, the magician, and not Michael Bluth. Buster! Buster, he wants to be a cartographer. That Does was he? His, yeah. We've wished the uh, the listeners and the viewers a Merry Christmas. We we, mm. we should also wish them a uh, Happy New Year yes. and a Happy 2014. Perhaps... You, um, to get back on the beer train mm. and discussions and such like that, so you should uh, enlighten the viewers as to what you boys are all up to for New Year's. Well, seeing as Billy came up with the idea, I think it's unfair that he takes the floor and describes... And I'm, just, I'm, I'm a betting man. Uh, I'm just going to suggest that maybe beer's involved. You'd be correct. <laughs> <laughs> Not just beer. There's cider as well. Oh, wow. informed. What's your oh, yeah. What's your opinion on cider, Bill? Are you a cider man? You Not it? as good as beer. No. <laughs> will you have a cider if the mood strikes you? Oh, yep. Yeah. I've made a couple of batches of cider. Have you? Signature range cider. Is it? Is that just apple juice with with sugar and yeast? Yes. Nice. Bill, Bill, have you? Is um, extremely easy. Would you say cider's easier or harder to brew than beer? 
it's ridiculously easy. All you need to do, you need a big plastic bucket. Yeah. Like a 30, 30 25, 30-litre 30 bucket. Yeah. You need to head down to your local Safeway. Yeah. And pick up 21 litres of apple juice. Yeah. Nice. With no preservative. Can't have any preservative, okay. which is most of them. Whack it in the bucket. <laughs> Spray. Sprinkle yeast on it and wow. leave it for two weeks. <laughs> that is, that and is then uh, you add a bit of sugar and you. What about the guys yeah, who have the? One. What about the guys who have the orchards and make their own? Well, they, they make, make the juice, and then yeah. the process is it's probably just fairly a similar. Waste of time. You <laughs> 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 just go down the supermarket. Um, wow! Can I can I interject here in a moment? Of um, into on the on the note of um, home brewed. Apple cider, farmhouse apple cider. Mm. My mum loves to tell the story that uh, the night before her wedding night, her mother, who was an absolute, who abstained from alcohol her entire life, but she was up on the on the um, the western coast of Hobart. I'm uh, sorry, of, of Tasmania, and the night before her, her wedding night, I think it was. Her her uh, her husband to be's family, they were staying at a farm before the wedding. Decided to get her boozed on 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 hard cider. Nice. And she never drank before, and so she had about ten of these apple ciders. Had to go to hospital and get her stomach pumped Whoa. the day before her wedding night. Absolute cracker. Wasted on the cider. Got just destroyed. Destroyed on the apple cider. But she made the wedding though. She made the wedding, well clearly. Mm, Good um, stuff. Because she got married and... uh, Yeah, ideal. Yeah. It was um, produced some children. (laughs) So anyway. (laughs) Produced them. Yeah. So you're going out to a, a brewery. Yeah. And I yeah. believe I believe that the ticket price includes ten pints. Ten <laughs> pints of beer. That's just a cheeky. That's a cheeky five liters of beer. Which I had to double check because there are a few ladies joining us. Well, they're not mm. going to get through ten pints. That's right. And if they are, like, no, you're allowed to have wine and champagne and. Stuff. Well, I'm sure it costs them less to give you. A house of white definitely, than it does definitely that's true a nine percent craft beer <laughs> that's true what's Wait, the brewery bill what's it what's it called it was, oh well the bar's called the ale house project but they've got ten different breweries on tap right so right. Like, we should clarify we're not talking about ten pints of cascade premium light oh god right? no <laughs> well about- if you're big dog <laughs> you'll be hoping they have cascade <laughs> premium light I won't be driving on New Year's <laughs> but I don't recommend that anybody does because if you drink and drive you're a bloody Why idiot, idiot. Yep. yep it's not funny That's just- wipe off five yeah, the TAC. If you're listening, off. anyone from the TAC, we're we're open to we're open to sponsorship. Oh, government bodies yeah, as well. cut your sponsorship from the Richmond Tigers. They're rubbish. Oh, the Tigers! Take that money and pump it into us. They are yeah. not rubbish. The Tigers are coming now. Yeah, the Tigers are, you say that. You say that. They and made man. the finals. Hey, look. Are they really? How many though? times have they made the finals in the last thirty years? Oh, like twice, but twice. that's irrelevant. Yeah. So get on there, boy. Go on, give them a go. Big Doc says, get on the Tigers. I just yeah. want their money. Ten pints, ten pints, finger food, unlimited, unlimited finger food. It's gonna be 
Well, you're gonna have a good time. Here's the thing about the unlimited finger food. When I called up to book, the guy said, "And if you're still hungry, don't worry." The kitchen is open all night. <laughs> Which makes me think that maybe the food isn't quite so unlimited. But even still. So if you're still hungry after ten you pints shouldn't and eight no, hours What this guy said though is like I think I think he was uh, just saying, Hey, look, you might get a bit hungry. He was just giving that slight yeah, well, indication. Bill Bill knows where to get a kebab in milk. <laughs> he does. Absolutely. Where did you go? Lambs on Richmond. Lambs on Richmond. It was great. You went back on the second night, didn't you? Went back twice in a row. Don't don't have that as your benchmark for kebabs. Where's your where's your benchmark for kebabs? Oh, you can get kebabs all over the city. The Coburg Kebab Car and Wash Shop? Oh, that's the the Lambs on Richmond is a five out of ten kebab. You know. But but I think the, the the point that was is that there, there, there is apparently only one place you can get a good kebab in Wellington. Yeah, that's a shit kebab too. Oh, no. Abracababra. Nah, that's not the place you get a good Abracababra. It's a shocker. Wow, what a name. Phoenician. Phoenician, yeah. But, but is that where we went? What I was saying is the, the, the kebab at, at Lambs on Richmond is better than Abracababra. And that was touted as yeah. a decent kebab. It's a shocker. It's a ter- terrible kebab. I'd say Lambs on Richmond is a pass mark. Second best kebab I've ever had. Right. <laughs> Lands on Richmond. If you're if you're listening, we're open to sponsors. <laughs> yeah. If Please. you want to pay us in kebabs, <laughs> that's we'll acceptable. Allowed, yes. allowed. Sea Dog, what are you doing for New Year's? You'll be uh, you'll be in New Zealand. Wellington. You'll be in I'm Wellington. Gonna be, I'm going to be at the Max Brew House. Not eating abraca kebabs. Absolutely no chance. You're going to be near the abraca I might shut down. I might shut down to the Phoenician Bill. See my my lady friend, she, who, who probably will be, she, she probably will be. Big shout out to Clementine. Hello, how you doing? <laughs> um, shout out. Shout Loves out. a kebab, oh, Clementine. Falafel kebab. Yeah. Clem's favorite drunken food is to go to Hungry Jack's oh. and get a burger, burger with onion rings in it Ooh. instead of a patty. It's pretty good. It's she good loves up. it. She absolutely loves it. It's not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah. What are you doing can't, for your can't do New the Year's celebrations, can. Karen? Well, look, me and Bill did New Year's in Christchurch last year, and it wasn't great. Christchurch still mm. feeling the uh, the effects of the earthquake. A lot of places have been demolished. Um, not a lot of good places to go out for a beer, which means on New Year's they were all quite busy, and we spent last year in the queue for a, a bar. Mm. Um, so this year, me and uh, Mikey T and Christopher Bradley are uh, hooning it down to Queenstown because there's a cricket match on the first and so we're basically going to have a few drinks in Queenstown the night before New Year party out up New Year's Eve in Queenstown we've got no accommodation because Queenstown is completely booked out so we're going to be sleeping in the car and going straight <laughs> to the cricket and then going straight home afterwards pretty yeah pretty much oh, so we're going to drive six hour drive back to Christchurch after the game rough so she's going to be a big effort, and then uh, two days later it's bachelor party weekend, and then oh mate, it's, uh, December January is a, it's an extraordinary time, very busy summer, mm. and um, we're getting into it. How you've had a good time so far, Bill? Oh, it's been great. Oh, and there's so much more to come, so much more, so come. much more to come. I, mean, I just like to say before we sign off, yeah, that uh, I've listened to a, a couple of these podcasts <laughs> with Fangboner and. Uh, when I've listened to them, I've thought that you had some 
I like predetermined topic. <laughs> <laughs> and I told this to Mikey T, and he said, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> Pre what? Predetermined topics oh, yeah. for conversation. Now that I've been a part of one, though. No predetermined <laughs> Not really. And I feel a bit silly. We no. just... It's all good, because this is how it is. Stuff. It's all off the cuff. We just let it fly. One thing we probably should do is we should ask Google for a topic. Mm. Maybe well, next time. Next, maybe next, next time. podcast. But no, yeah. but I'm saying that's something we should probably, you know, get back on yes. again. Do it live. Yeah. Yes, Google um, has been fairly quiet. Callum Keys McDonald has been more conversational than usual because he hasn't had a lot of typing to do. That's good. I think it's been great fun, boys. Mm. Um, I'd like to wish all our listeners all... I don't know, safe 15 of them. And happy New Year's. New Year's. Have a few bevvies. Enjoy the sunshine. Get your sunscreen on and... Don't uh, be too much of a dickhead. Yeah, don't be a douche. That's <laughs> nice. Make sure you catch Kerry O'Keefe commentating the Sydney Test. Yes, get a, bit of, get a bit of Kerry Kenny's down hometown yeah. for you go. And um, we'll be back probably end of February because I'm Callum and I are doing a show in Wellington. So if you're in Wellington, come down and see us sing some tunes early Feb, and then uh, we'll be back with another. Are you playing at? Uh, we're playing at the Fringe Bar in Wellington on Allen Street. What day? Um, February thirteenth through to the sixteenth. Our manager is Bill, so <laughs> wow. there's something a little the slow little... diagonals. I've been hyping them up in yeah. Wellington already. Wow, generating so a bit of interest. Where we're going to be um, early Feb. We'll be back here in late Feb to report um, on the uh, report on the show, report on the summer, wedding. yeah, report on the wedding. There's bound to be adventures for the wedding um, and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> So we'll uh, we'll catch you all back late February, episode five. Um, where there'll definitely be some stories to tell. So uh, so I've been Karen. Thanks for listening. I've been Nick. Thanks for listening. I've been Bill. Thanks for listening. Oh, good on you, Bill. And, and also Callum Callum Keys McDonald. Thank you, everyone. Beautiful stuff. See you next time. Have a safe one.